ready as I'll ever be. Morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. It's Thursday. And it's early. It is. Well, it's early for me because, you know, normally it's like noon when I want to get up. Right. <laughs> I don't know what we're thinking with this whole recording this morning show. I don't know. I'm, I'm Could a little, be good or bad. I'm a little concerned about what it's going to be like when session starts when we have to do it either really early or really late at night because we'll either be really tired or possibly really intoxicated. <laughs> Just delirious either way. Well, yeah. I didn't say alcoholic. Right. I said intoxicated. Could be things going on. How's your week been? Um, interesting. I uh, did some fun political things this weekend. Uh, it was the last chance stampede and fair, which is the Helena, um, you know, Lewis and Clark County Fair. And so I walked in a parade on Saturday. I think you did, too. I did. I actually walked with uh, Pam Busey's group, which was also with Denise Juno's group, which was with the Democrats, right. which you were there. Right. It was a big contingent Yeah, it seems like it was a lot farther back than just last weekend though. I know, right? I'm like, wasn't that like two weeks ago? Yeah, it was a hot day. Um, the turnout was okay. Um, I got to walk around with my yard sign, you know, holding it up. But it was good to see some constituents. And and then most of the weekend I spent working fair booths out at the fair. So the Democrats, the local Democrats had a fair booth and I hung out there for a couple hours on Friday night. And then on Saturday I sat with the um, Big Sky Labor Council. Um, for about four hours. Party animal. Yes. That's what you are. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's a good way to meet people that you wouldn't otherwise meet, uh, represent for those organizations that you care about, and um, really be able to just spend time with them. But, um, you know, walking around the other fair booths, I learned some interesting things. And at one point at the Democrats booth, we were right next to, like, the weed control uh, display booth and several people walked up and thought that the Democrats were like, you know, promoting um, pot or something just because there was all these weeds <laughs> growing next to us and I was like, uh, don't confuse the two. Um, uh, so medical it was marijuana is an issue, yeah, exactly. but it's not our issue. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it was, you know, a busy weekend doing that. It was very hot and I ate fair food and had what, belly what, aches what and fried all of that kind of stuff. What marvelous things did you consume? Well, of course, a corn dog. I don't know what they call them. Corn dogs. Yeah. But there's always, like, fancy names for them or something like that. But had that and some steak sandwich thing and mainly just watched the people come and go to the rodeo. Um, I haven't been to a rodeo in a long time, so it was interesting to watch all the fanfare. And then there was one, they have like a side stage where they had different performers throughout the weekend. And there was this great performer that I watched that was like a comedian and a juggler um, and like a stunt artist all in one. But Mm. his show is clearly, um, you know, tailored more to adults. Uh. And there was all these kids in the room. So it was this awkward like you were laughing, but also feeling inappropriate for laughing in front of children. <laughs> and you could tell that he was just like tortured. Um, but that was pretty fun. So that was my weekend. Oh, nice. How yeah, about I, you? I did the, uh, let's see, I did the parade and then I just kind of laid low all weekend, climbed the mountain again on Sunday like yeah. an idiot in the middle of the day. And I don't know what I was thinking. I was just like, oh, I'll go hike the mountain. No in the do. middle of the day? It was hot. Yeah, it was hot. And I hiked it alone. I got to the top of the mountain. All I could think was, if I die out here, nobody will know. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, of course, I checked in on Facebook. Right. Good, good. <laughs> Which is, you know, what you got to do. And then this week has just been crazy. Yeah. Um, getting ready for football. Yeah. I can't believe it's August already. When do games start? <sighs> well, NFL preseason starts, like, next week or something. It's ridiculous. That's a little bit early. The summer goes by so fast every year. Every um, year I'm surprised. Yeah, but the big games that I have to deal with for work are um, the Frontier Conference games, and they start on the 24th. That's the first game, yeah. Wow. And that's actually, Carol will be playing against MSU Northern up in Northern on Friday night at 6 p.m., and it will be webcast, so people all over the state can watch it. Um, Should be a good deal. Should be a lot of fun. Haver's my hometown, you know. I know. I think we should get together and watch the game. <laughs> right. Stomping grounds up exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that's been going on. Uh, big news on the weight loss as I'm down 72 pounds total, which is lovely. Are you so, staying within that healthy weight loss Yeah, I'm losing about, ten, about, about 10 pounds a month. Um, okay. That's which not is bad. pretty good because, you know, some months have five weeks, so. Right. Figure two and a quarter, two and a half pounds a week is about what I'm losing. Which is plenty, because losing more than that, I guess, would require me to climb a taller mountain. And I'm not going <laughs> to do that. Right. <laughs> um, so that's been a lot of fun. And then um, I got cast in Grand Street's production of Avenue Q. Okay, so tell me about that. So Avenue Q is, uh, do you know anything about it? I and, don't. And, and for I don't know how home, I missed this. I, I don't know either because you're part of my generation and this is probably the epitome play. Is it of, Sesame Street-ish? Yeah. Okay. So the, the people that uh, wrote it actually worked at the um, Jim Henson Studios and for Sesame Street and um, had worked with puppets for years and just decided they wanted to do a show that was more for them than for the kids. And, uh... Okay. That was a I'm having spouse. sneezing fits this morning. Excuse me. I'm going to go right into the mic. <laughs> and we're gonna Keep get, going. We're going to have to get the mic disinfected. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so they wrote this play, and it's... Uh, Sesame Street look, because, of course, there's monsters and muppets and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um... And the idea is it's Sesame. It's not on Sesame Street. It's on Avenue Q, which is an alphabet city in New York. Um, I don't know if it actually exists or not. I don't know if the, they go that far into the alphabet. Mm-hmm. But um, the you know you're trying to find out what your purpose is in life. There's a character, Princeton. He's he moves into the apartment complex at Avenue Q, and Gary Coleman <laughs> is the uh, super of mm-hmm. the building. And when the play actually opened, it was played. That role was actually played by Gary Coleman. Of course, it's not anymore. Right, he's dead. Right. Um, but you know, this was one of his biggest adult starring roles. Was as this, and it you know, there's a song in there, Schadenfreude, and he talks about you know, the, or the opening number is "It Sucks to Be Me." So and it's he, a musical. Yeah. Okay. And it, he talks about you know, he his parents stole all of his money, and he's barely getting by. Right. You know, so the, there's elements of realism to it that just like Sesame Street that come in and go out and then um, Princeton's a puppet and Kate Monster's a puppet and um, then there's Brian who's a regular human and his fiance who then they get married in the middle of the play Christmas Eve and she's from Japan so she has the most racist accent in the world (laughs) which is then used as a foil in the song Racism. Everyone's a little bit racist. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And was this a movie or just a play? Just a musical. And, okay. uh, and it opened off Broadway, then it moved to Broadway, and then it won a bunch of Tony Awards. And oh, wow. It's, I mean, the music is really great, and it's very bright, and it's written in the style of Sesame Street, and, but the puppets have sex. Um, <laughs> Kate Monster's first line ends with, uh, has the F word in it. Nice. Um, and Grand Street's doing it? And Grand Street is doing it. And That's I am great. so looking forward to this. I'm, I've been impressed with the... Um, the direction that Grand Street's gone. They got a new artistic director, I guess, 18 months ago, Adam Wagner. A little and, bit more edgy. Um, yeah, he's, he, I think he's our age. I, I mm-hmm. assume he's my age, but I don't. he could be younger. I don't know. I'd have to ask him. Um, but just a fantastic guy, and the choices that they made for plays has been a little bit broader. This weekend they're opening Hairspray, which that's based off of a John Waters movie. Mm-hmm. Let's be quite clear about what sort of subversion we've got going on. Right, right. And uh, and it looks to be phenomenal. My first music teacher ever from Four Georgians here in town, um, Mrs. Hill is her name, and now it's. Um, Phew, there it is. What can I think of her? Bless you. I can't think of her name now. Um, well, her first name is Jody. Anyway. Um, just the fact that she's singing uh, the stage mom role in that, and so she will be singing a song when I was Miss Baltimore Crabs, right? Which is just filled with horrible innuendo, and it's the funniest <laughs> thing, and I can't wait to see it simply for that. Right? That's worth the twenty-one bucks in and of itself. <laughs> so I'm really impressed with the direction that Grand Street is going, and I didn't expect to get cast in. What'd you get cast for? Oh, I got cast as Trucky Monster. Okay, so what does that is, mean? What that's like Cookie Monster's older kinkier, pervier brother. <laughs> he sings a song called The Internet is for Porn. Uh-huh. And it is absolutely the coolest song ever. So, <laughs> so is um, this going to have an age rating on this play? Like um, people only It should. Really, you, you probably shouldn't bring your kids to it. <laughs> bring your 13-year-olds to it because you know what? They've already heard all the jokes on right. the, the schoolyard. But uh, your 10-year-old, mm, I don't know that you want to bring them. Nice. Um, there's a character in there, Kate Monster, who works, you know, she teaches kindergarten. And uh, <laughs> she's, you find out, and I'm not going to ruin the joke for anyone, you just have to go see the play, but the name of the, the instructor that she works for will literally have you rolling on the floor. <laughs> it is hysterical. And it's just, it's so well done. It's, it moves along at a great clip. And you, what you'll find is, because I'm in in San Diego with the national tour, and we went in and we felt like we had just sat down and the music started and then it was over because it was so fast and it was so well done and it was so, oh, wow. you know, it, it fits together so well that by the time you get to the end of it, if you feel like no time has passed and you've just laughed the entire time. So it's going to be fun. So when will it show? Um, September 14th through the 30th, the last half of September, basically. Um, I'm sure I'll put out on Twitter and Facebook. And what's you know. your commitment between now and then? Um, rehearsals, you know, Sunday through Thursday nights. So, you know. Every day. Pretty much. Um, For how long? uh, Seven to ten. Not bad. And I thought it was actually going to be worse. um, Because I'm used to community theaters. They're like, okay, and on Saturday you'll be here from eight until eight. Right. (laughs) You know, and it's all volunteer How big of a cast is it? Um, I think there's 13 of us. I haven't seen the whole cast yet because some of the cast is in Hairspray, so they're getting ready to go on Mm. right now. Um, 
And, and it was just open auditions? Yeah, open auditions. Wow. I really didn't expect to get in because there are so many people. There are really a lot of talented people that have been working at Grand Street in a, for a long time. And um, and Trekkie is such a beautiful character. Right. <laughs> you know, and I know but it's But you a got favorite. it because you um, are you. Uh, yeah, and probably because I can actually sing and do the monster voice at the same time. Right. Um, which do you want to give us a little taste? No. <laughs> Um, <laughs> He's saving no. it for the show. Um, you can come see the show. If you know. <laughs> oh, jeez! Uh, You're a true star. Uh, no, it's not a true star. It's just it's a lot of work <laughs> on your voice. And at the end of the day, I want to <clears> save <throat> it for rehearsal. Right. <laughs> I'm like, mm. so you're actually going to be singing in some sort of growly, yeah, monster voice. Yeah. Oh boy. And and you'll see me on stage working a puppet. And um, so is that how it works? The person just walks around with the puppet. Oh yeah, so you'll see them, <laughs> and it, it's really it's really cool. Um, so it'll be a lot of fun. So wow. that's going to be a great um, expense of my time. Holy crap! But it's also going to be a, an amazing time. I'm looking forward to it a lot. And rehearsals actually started. So the cast list went up on uh, Tuesday morning. Uh-huh. Rehearsals started Tuesday night. Wow. So, and we were actually up in Great Falls doing a Frontier Conference press conference and put it up online and had to zip back to town to get to rehearsal on time. Like, you are a busy man. Uh, yeah. So that was fun. Um, it is true about Helena. We have a great art scene. We do. People should take advantage of it. Yeah, and the Especially people who say there's getting nothing a little to edgier. do. Well, yeah. Did you go to the, um, the Archie Bray Foundation had their big auction this last weekend? Did you go? Well, I usually do, but this weekend I spent so much time at the fair, I didn't have a chance to get over there. Oh, but they do have a great backyard bash, they call it, or something like that. Brickyard bash. Oh, really? Yeah, and they have music and auctions, and it's always a really fun event. Yeah, our friend Tom actually went this last weekend. He was like, are you going? And I'm like, no, I've never been. Right. It's not been on my list of things to do. <laughs> and uh, he's like, yeah, I'm going. I'm like, why? And he goes, let me show you the auction item. And the, it was the number one item in the silent auction, and it was this... Uh, it had the body of a rooster, so, you know, legs, and a fancy tail, and it's ceramic. But instead of the head of a rooster, it had a penis. And it was God. called cock. <laughs> and who won it? Who bought it? Whoever bought it uh, has <laughs> the funniest piece of art ever. <laughs> um, but Tom really wanted it. But they had a, um, I guess, I don't know what they call it, but it's basically a, like, buy it now on eBay. A mm. uh, 500 bucks for this little rooster basically a joke in ceramics right. <laughs> oh, so no. you know so people who were apparently thinking that ceramics was just bowls and vases it's not yeah it's not yeah the archie bray definitely has some interesting stuff they really do so yeah so that's what's been going on in my world um personally mm-hmm. how's the news been going for you How's the news? Um, well, I've started to read the news a little bit more than last week, uh-huh. although I've still been pretty distracted just by summer. Um, but apparently something's happening with Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Is yes. that how you say it? We don't have Chick-fil-A. One in, yeah, we don't have any Chick-fil-A restaurants in Montana. We do not. Um, which is fine. Oh yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Ch- so this is blown up, and it's, it's interesting because it's gone a couple of different directions. Like... Um, Dustin Hurst, actually, yesterday, he goes, well, what's wrong with... Oh, I suppose I should back up. <laughs> yeah, tell us what tell uh, us what happens. Uh, okay. So the CEO of the company is Dan Cathy, and he decided to um, uh, answer a question in 
a very blunt way, which you kind of have to admire because, you know, both you and I will do that. Right. Um, but his answer, the question was, you know, do you support gay marriage or do um, not, basically? And he said, no, we support a biblical view and we, you know, support organizations that fight for that. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, that's your call. That's what you want to do. That's fine. And that has been blown up in the media that he is homophobic and bigoted. And from my perspective, he's homophobic and bigoted. Um, call me crazy. But if you don't think I'm your equal, uh, it's because you're a jerk. <laughs> so um, so that's been blowing up in the media. And everybody's been like, boycott. Well, the, the gay press, of course, and, and mainstream media has been talking about it a lot, has been, you know, avoid Chick-fil-A, don't support them. And the big thing that I have a problem with is that They've, over the last, I guess it's six years, have donated $5 million to organizations like the Family Research Council, um, which do horrible things like uh, conversion therapy, which never works. It just destroys the mind of the person that's being abused right. by it. And um, they do, uh, they sponsor legislation to discriminate against gays. They're, they're why we have in, Hel- in Montana the Constitutional Amendment. They're mm-hmm. the group that was behind that. They work with the National Organization for Marriage, the Maggie Gallagher Friend mm-hmm. Group for the Catholic Church. Right. Um, that uh, and they've they also sponsored. They're the, the sponsor of the bill in Uganda. That's the Kill the Gays bill. And and so, Chick Fil A has been giving to this other organization money that to does do these, these things. things, and they've been doing that for a while. Yeah, they've been doing it for years, and this has been fairly well known in the gay community. I mean, I haven't eaten at Chick-fil-A since I found out about it, which is 2007. Right. So, um, you know, and it's fine if they want to be in business and that's how they want to do business, but they won't have any business of mine. And, I'm, you know, when my friends ask, you know, hey, let's go to Chick-fil-A, I then inform them of the political ramifications of their choice of greasy chicken sandwich. <laughs> and, you know, right. let it go. Um, but yeah, so that blew up this last week because of, you know, the CEO actually came out and said, you know, yes, we do this on purpose. You know, it's not like we don't know what these organizations are up to. And, you know, I think what actually happened is, you know, the gays are more pissed at themselves than at anything else because they've been supporting this company because the chicken sandwiches are tasty. They're made entirely out (laughs) of... Are they really? Yeah, they're made entirely out of fat and deliciousness. How could they not be? (laughs) Okay. Um, and they have waffle fries and and um you know, I haven't eaten there in years, but they were they were tasty. Mm-hmm. And um you know, inconvenient and it's cheap, you know, well, who cares? Um And it's one thing to like pretend like we don't really connect the dots that they give to this company, but when the spokesperson comes out and says Right. You know, I don't like you, I don't believe in who you are and what you should have access to, then we get upset. Right. Well, and it's not only that we get upset, but once you make it abundantly clear that you're actively doing this, like passively doing this, it's like, well, you know, maybe they're giving it to the money and they don't, are giving the money to these organizations and don't really know what these organizations are doing. We want to try to rationalize it. Exactly. Well, for a couple of reasons. And I don't think it's just because the chicken is tasty, but, you know, that's definitely part of it. The other part is you don't want to believe that anybody is actually evil. You know, there's, well, there's I that think part that's of your true. Brain. And then in my experience, it's also you don't want to get you just feel exhausted sometimes. Oh, if God. we spent all of our time trying to, you know, have some sort of uh, ongoing assessment of where we were going was homophobic and contributing to, you know, 
um, a system of bigotry and homophobia, it would be exhausting because it's 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 all over the place, right? right? So if if I go to my local you know cafe here, like sometimes I don't really want to think about whether or not they're homophobic. I just like their eggs. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I think that there's that going on, but it is at some point a, a decision about whether or not you can reconcile the two things. Like if you actively know that a company, especially a company that has significant um, money, is giving to causes that are against who you are, then you have to make a decision about whether or not you want to continue to support that. And it sounds like people may or may not have known it, but now that they know, they're They're feeling that sort of, okay, I'm not giving my money to this company anymore. It's not okay to speak openly about this. Yeah, and then there's a part of my mind that goes, but wait a minute, we've known this so long, and it was okay as long as they were. That's what I. Doing that's what I don't have. Back. That's what I have a problem with. Is it's like, why is this only such a big deal? Because they actually said it, and what the problem for me is, what I've read is that the other side is saying, well, we're going to stand up for Chick Fil A because freedom of speech, and they have a right to say what they want. They do have a Absolutely right to say. Absolutely, they it. have a right, and I have a right to not do business with them for what they say. Exactly. You know, there's a, my mom but used the to point have- is that like we're actually getting upset that they said it and the other side is right that there's nothing you know it's not bad that they said it it's bad that they believe it right i mean it's it's it shouldn't be said i'm not saying that um that sort of speech should be said i'm just saying why is it that we're only reacting because it's been said as opposed to the practice that's well, been in place because it's it's okay so the it that comes down to the whole argument of democracy as to whether um you know, democracy flourishes best in sunlight. Right. You know, when when people stand up and say what they believe, and you can look and say, no, I don't believe that, and I will stand over here. Right. Um, when people are allowed to do things behind closed doors, they do snaky things. And I think w- what happened in this case is there were, I think there honestly were a lot of people that just didn't believe that a corporation would be led by somebody who would be that way. And then when he came out and say it, it's not a matter of free speech. It's a matter of hate speech. It's a matter of this is a guy who said something that is so hateful that it actually hurts us in many, many ways. And his actions have been hurting us for a long time. But we now know that we don't stand a chance in changing his actions, which is what people were hoping. You know, know, do -hmm. business with them, get to know them, they'll change their actions. That's not the case. What they do is they'll do business with you. They'll take your money. Right. They'll sell you a chicken sandwich, a delicious, delicious chicken sandwich, and then they'll turn around and try to take your rights away with the money and that you just given How many other companies them. are like that? Lots of them. Remember, Target got mm-hmm. dinged around for giving money to right. a homophobic uh, governor's candidate in Minnesota. Um, and they've worked really hard to get business back, and I don't know that they have yet. You know, I... I personally shopped there again because they they started donating to Glad and did the um, Pride stuff. And, you know, businesses that I don't know about, you know, like, I don't know if the Gap donates to either side. I don't Mm -hmm. particularly worry about it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to be, if you're smart as a business, don't donate to political things because it'll come back to bite you. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Um, the, The Dustin... Thing. Mm-hmm. He had sent me a note. He was like, well, don't you think that the CEO has a right to say anything? I'm like, yeah, he does. He absolutely does. By all means, say whatever stupid shit is in your head. 
<laughs> Let it go, people. Let it out there. I'd love to hear it. However, once you say it and I've heard it, don't think I'm not going to process it and have some sort of reaction to it. You know, and that reaction may be minor. It may be something like, eh, you're an idiot. But when it's something that's this big, when the subject is you taking away my rights or treating me as less than equal to you, you better believe that my reaction is going to be, I don't need to do business with you. And my mom used to have a great sign in her store when she owned a bridal shop here in town. And I said, you know, I'm sorry I have to charge my friends, but I found my enemies don't do business with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just it. If you decided that I'm your enemy in the political realm, chances are I'm your enemy, period. Because if you don't think that I'm equal, if you don't think that we deserve the best, if you don't think that we deserve to do the right things for our fellow human beings, for our fellow Americans... And yeah, chances are you're on the wrong side of the political argument with me and I don't need to do business with you. Mostly because I don't need to give you some level of power that I don't get. You know, I don't have a, a national chain that's raking in millions and millions of dollars where I can just Yeah, give. but collectively what we do have is the power to boycott. Okay. And I guess my point is just, you know, <coughs> I wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said. It's not at all that I condone the fact that he said it. Although for me, I would rather you know, hear the hate, see the hate, then think that it's there under the surface and they're going to take advantage of us anyways. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I would rather know my enemy than just um, have somebody pretend like they're not hateful and then really they are. So that's Absolutely. my only point with that. And that's what, that's what I think a lot of the anger comes from is people were pretending that Chick-fil-A wasn't hateful. Right. But I think beyond that, I mean, it's... I think we need to be more proactive in the sense that you know the history of kind of boycotts and not economically kind of contributing to Our causes right <laughs> is a really important historical thing and i think that the gay and lesbian community needs to embrace it more um i think we have in different situations but beyond just us you know straight allies like if it's true that there's companies that are proactively actively you know working against equality then there should be an expectation that there will be a boycott because the only Absolutely. thing that affects those sorts of corporations is a mass boycott is the bottom know? line well so it's interesting so there's a bunch but of we people ha- we can't always wait till they say it you know we have to actually have some organizations that are looking at corporations and other things like people like you who actually know that this has been in place for a while as opposed to just waiting till it's been said. Right. And I think organizations like Glad and others, that's what they do. Yeah, right? and they had they had made enough of us think about it, but people just weren't paying attention because it's delicious, delicious chicken sandwiches. <laughs> well, the only thing I can compare it to personally, because I don't really get that excited about fast food that I would, you know, succumb, but uh, Target. Boy, oh boy, when they told me I couldn't shop at Target, that was rough. I know, but what are you going to do in this town? Shop at Walmart? But that's the thing is, I was just like, please, Target, please, please come back because I need to be able to shop there. (laughs) And I know several other people that felt the same. So it's funny because having to like stick to that, you know, sort of moral ground, you're like, oh, but I really like their discounted clothes. Yeah, so the interesting thing about the whole Chick-fil-A thing is that, you know, of course the boycotts have happened and people are... um, up in arms, there was this whole big, we support Chick-fil-A day yesterday for the Christians, and they all went and did it. And one of my friends was And like, every article I read was every Chick-fil-A in the, like, southern, eastern part of the country. Was it widespread beyond that? Or oh, just yeah. No, it was at every Chick-fil-A. Even beyond the Bible Belt. Oh, yeah. 
Well, and they're very popular restaurants, and it's you know it's one of those things where it's like, okay, good. I'm glad your bigotry's on parade. Well, you know, go that's right ahead because they that. turned it into a freedom of speech thing. Like that's the thing is like some people went out in support of it, as far as I can tell, because they also are homophobic. Oh yes, yeah. but the, some people were like, "Ah, oh, freedom of speech." They, see, but the they were that, able to disguise it in this freedom of speech and, stuff. And the people you know? that are doing that are disingenuous and they're homophobic as well. Right. You know, because oh, that's, I know. That's I'm just saying they get BS. to use that as the cover. No, that's complete BS. Because these are the same people. You know, they're they're complaining about us boycotting Chick Fil A. Uh huh. When these are the same people who turn around and boycott. You know, they want to boycott Starbucks. They want to boycott Google. They want to boycott Microsoft. They want to boycott Apple because they're supporting our side of this right. issue. You know what, you fuckers. <laughs> There's no nice way to put this, but you're being idiots, and you're hypocrites, and you're bigots. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was, it's, that's exactly what it is. And, you know, Dustin's thing when he was asking, you know, well, isn't he allowed to do this? So he absolutely is allowed to do it, but don't think that I'm going to ignore it. Right. I just think, well, I'm giggling because if the, you know, conservative right, anti-gay, anti-gay marriage wants to start boycotting things that don't support um, equality... They're going to have to give up a lot of really cool stuff. Well, they have to give up the internet. They have right. to give up well, <laughs> because give AT&T, up, Verizon, you know, like Macy's, Sprint. and uh, yeah, all yeah. of the various, like anything that's hip and cool right now is absolutely pro-equality. So yeah. <laughs> they're going to have to like they have to, go they back to not technology and GM, not cool GM, Chrysler, or Ford right. cars. So none of the American-made cars they can right. use. They can't go they, to Las Vegas. They can't Because Las Honda. Vegas is like oh, yeah. all about promoting gay tourism or New York. Exactly. North Carolina is actually <laughs> promoting gay tourism now, too, even though they just did the whole right. amendment, too. Oh, boy. So, yeah. So that's been... That's they have a lot to boycott, but it's going to be pretty sad on their side. Yeah. I mean, I think we can give up juicy sandwiches. Well, especially Did because we can I get the same at, sandwich at McDonald's. Right. They have the southern or style Kenten- sandwich. Kentucky Fried Chicken said serving chicken without hate or exactly. something like that. I was just like, the, see, other companies would be really smart to capitalize on this. And they are. The, the best one, though, I saw was, for all of you conspiracy theorists out there, right. that the gays have actually just turned um, these greasy artery clogging heart attack causing sandwiches into um you know the choice that bigots are going to make in the hopes that it'll kill them off sooner <laughs> so that we'll get marriage equality <laughs> no so oh for the boy. for you this is awfully dark this morning it's so nice exactly outside and we're doing. talking about death death you know, by had, a heart attack you know we could have we could have done the show outside except for that somebody decided they had to trim their lawn with apparently i don't know a, a B-52 bomber or something. It's like, ugh, the Uh, noise. Um, But every week it's something, isn't it? It is. Um, I think we're going to have to do this show, like, live sometimes so people can just hear how mad it is. Yes. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so Chick-fil-A blew up, been in the play. What else happened? Lost a bunch of weight. Um, I don't know. I I think that's about it. The week has been... It's the first week of... You know, August. It is the first week of August. July is over, and we're now officially closer to winter than ever before this year. (sighs) School starts in, what, three weeks for kids? I know. I went to Target to buy some, like, outdoor stuff, and it's been completely taken over by anything you would ever want for an apartment or a dorm room. The whole store is just oh, no. just all dorm room stuff. Oh, back it's to the, school. It's amazing the stuff that they've come up with, you know, for back to school. Like, you used to, back in the 90s when I was going to college, you used to have to, like, be creative about, you know, you needed a shower bucket or something, so you had to 
get something that was kind of like it. And now they just they've made everything. They actually have. They've something learned over the last bucket. twenty years exactly what like what you need in the dorm. But how is it they didn't? We know used this to before? have to put bricks. Dorms aren't new. I know. I don't know. It's the evolution. I think of um, helicopter parenting. <laughs> well, that and also just uh, materialism. You know, so before when I moved into Craig Hall in 94 in Missoula, we wanted to put our beds up, you know, a bit. But we went and bought actual bricks like at the hardware store. Now they have these fancy like little stacker things. I mean, literally, if you went into Target right now, you would be able to get everything that you might need to set up the perfect dorm room. And you used to have to get creative about that. I had to See, buy... I don't think like, they have everything to set up the perfect dorm room because I'm pretty sure Target doesn't have a kegerator. <laughs> well, they probably have something that could be made into that. But that's even true. Like, right now, at, like, Spencer's, you can buy a beer bong. We used to have to make beer bongs. Oh, you know? if, you don't, if you can't make your own beer bong, you, <laughs> you are not a college You shouldn't be able to student. do it, right? Exactly. You should yeah. actually have to just take the can... Of Schlitz and <laughs> stab the bottom of it and crack the top open and just shoot the beer. That's as best as it's And if you have no idea what we're talking about, then you definitely haven't and made it And if you've never done yet. a keg stand, just turn off turn off your iPod or your right iPhone now. right now <laughs> and just go stand in the corner and think about uh, what you've done. But yeah, so I walk around Target and I just feel really old. I feel like, oh, that was a whole like generation or two ago that I was in college and having to set up my dorm room and be creative. Because now it's all just right there. But it's interesting. I don't know. That's a that's something to pontificate about, and the fact that now you have to you're expected to buy this whole like matching setup. You know what I mean? Of crap. <laughs> and I see these like parents walking out of Target just with three you know uh, roller carts full of the most matchy matchy like no vomit set up dorm room situation you could ever set Ugh. and i'm sure most kids have something like that these see, days see when i went to college you know? uh, and i went to the other school in montana i wonder if there's still as many bob marley like wall posters oh i'm sure <laughs> and, you know because all the college students are like he's the greatest i'm like you only know two of his songs and you can't even get the words right uh, you're just interested in it because you want an excuse to get high um one of my friends who is, you know, went to high school with her, and she's delightful. Um, her mom came down and set up her room, and it was the most decorated room I'd ever seen. But it wasn't, you know, store bought. It was actually done by hand, and right. it was beautiful. And then my dorm room, I think I had like a pillow. Right. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. I don't care. I'm yeah. not going to be spending time in the dorm room. I don't. Well, I can tell you that most of this setup stuff is directed at women. I mean, I'm sure some men get into the black and white kind of leopardy looking thing, but um, black and white leopard. You know what I mean? Like just I'm like, Wait animal printy kind <laughs> black of black and white zebra, <laughs> you know? leopard, brown. See, and that white. was a mixing of the two concepts. Yeah, and, but and the, if you, the if idea you is that it's all white, like pattern. Black and white leopard. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, yes. Don't you know how to decorate, ma'am? <laughs> I don't. See, I was I was never one for that. Uh, yeah, not my thing either. But yeah, so college starts up really soon. So of course we're going to get the influx of kids back for Carol. Oh right. You know, Fifteen hundred of the little crumb crushers are going to show up. That'll be fun. <laughs> hmm. And uh, and then football season starts. Yay. Actually, football season technically starts before school, because school doesn't start until the following Monday. The first game is that Friday. Well, it's going to be a busy fall. 
It is. How's your campaign Politics going? are picking up again. Um, it's good. I think I said last week that, you know, took a month off doing traveling and stuff, and now... Um, after this weekend being at the fair, back on doors, knocking doors, talking to voters. Um, How's that going? It's so funny because when people, you know, summer in Montana, people just tune out. Like, really, <sighs> it's hard to get anybody to do anything because everybody's camping, boating, you know, recreating in some way, which is good. There's nothing wrong with that. So I think people are starting to come back um, into realization that we're about two and a half months away from the election and so uh you know starting to have meetings again starting to prepare working on lit pieces to go to the voters knocking on doors um i don't know if i told you this last week but just last week i purchased a billboard so there no, you told us you were billboard. going to and that it was actually it was it wasn't even on our show it was actually it was on, on the round the, table, round table oh and you thought it was weird that it's you were thinking of doing it's the most surreal thing where's it gonna be uh I don't remember exactly which one, but it's, like, basically right at Malfunction Junction where the high school is. So somewhere in that little area, huh. Malfunction is, Junction. Yeah, is it facing north or south? Do you remember? I don't know yet. Uh, They've told me, but somebody else is handling you, you the details. blanked it out. Right. Like, I I actually, if I actually saw where it was, I think I would get freaked out. I'm excited. I want to go look at it. Yeah. We'll It'll be a, up for the month of October. I'm sure and we'll so, post a picture yeah. at some point, you know, it's right when it goes so out. It's so funny. Look. I don't know. I remember my friend is a realtor in Missoula, and she had a um, a billboard one time, and we just thought it was the funniest thing ever. You know, when you're a little kid growing up, you don't ever think that you're going to end up on a billboard for any reason, unless it's like a wanted poster no, or something, poster. and you hope that's not true. <laughs> So that was, you know, we decided to do that, and it'll be up for the month of October, and I think it's just a good way. Because the hard part about um, voter contact is, you know, the ways of running a campaign and doing traditional voter outreach are changing. So you have Facebook, you have Twitter, you have email. In terms of direct mail, that it's still the way that you go in the sense of actually mailing things to voters. But I don't know about you, but people are getting... You know, Tons. 10 to 20 pieces of political mail Tons. a day. And even just making yours something that will catch their eye enough to look at for a few seconds um, is difficult when they have 20 other ones that are trying the same thing. So we will do a few more mailings, but it's really hard to get people to pay attention to those political messages because they're so overwhelmed with it. You know, Plus they're expensive. Yeah. You know. Well, it's expensive <laughs> to get them produced and mailed out. And then... With TV and radio, you know, radio, nobody really listens to the radio that much anymore. So you have, you know, different decisions you have to make around that. Um, TV basically has all been bought out other than cable. And, you know, we still might do some of those things. But we just thought that for um, those voters who haven't had any sort of access, people drive all the time down that street. And even people, you know, from the various parts of the district. So... At the very least, they'll be able to have some of that name recognition. For me, it's just like it's like one really big yard sign, you know. Um, it's it's an effective one. I but th- it's, I still think it's going to be surreal. So the um, the Jim O'Hara signs is the bad, best argument for billboards because right. it's big, and in the areas where he had them, he did much better than in the areas that he didn't, and it yeah. was a huge difference. And it's not like he went out and talked to more people in those areas; he right. just happened to have a sign. 
So we'll so. see. So, you know, beyond all of that sort of publicity stuff, it's just about door knocking. So for the next two months, I'll be knocking on everybody's door that lives in House District 80, introducing myself. Those I've already knocked down about 2,000 doors, so it'll be the other couple thousand and some repeats. How many, how many houses are in your area, in your district? Um, I don't know off the top of my head this morning, but I think it's a, seven or 8,000, maybe. Oh, wow. But then the way you do it is you, um, basically my, what's called votes to win is around 2,800, which means that's half of who voted in the last major election mm. plus 30 or whatever, you know, right. the idea is in order to win, you have to have half of the votes plus some <laughs> plus, one. So, plus one, <laughs> but figuring out who votes is the, is the interesting part because the number total population in your district is certainly not who votes. Right. There's like we're not who's Australia, registered we voters. Don't, we don't make then, a requirement. Right. There's who's registered voters, and then there's who actually shows up at the polls on certain types of elections. So you get to the point. But when you're door knocking, you want to knock on as many doors as you can so that you can encourage people to vote, um, get out to vote, mm. that kind of stuff. But, you know, there's a system you use, so you're targeting doors that you know are registered voters. There's a system you use. Eggs. Right. Um. <laughs> it's on your little iPhone and I don't whatever, want these people. So. Chuck. So uh. yeah. So this month of August when it's super duper hot out, I'll be walking around and Maybe don't wear black. Sweat to all these. <laughs> yeah. But it's good. I just think that this month and the rest of this fall is going to go by fast and the next thing you know it's going to be the election and we're all going to be sitting around It's less than 100 days, isn't to, it? It is. Like 87 or something? Which is a weird way to quantify it. I've never been able to think in that sort of long term. But um, for me, it's two months. Two months. I can understand that. Especially because, you know, absentee ballots go out in early October, and that's really when it matters, because most people absentee ballot at this point. So, (sighs) just trying to keep up the energy. Fun. Yeah. Festive, yeah. So that was my week. Um, I think for lunch I may have a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Are we really talking about lunch? Um, You're not going to have a chicken sandwich. I, well, not from Chick-fil-A. Well, luckily we don't have one here. Yeah, I know. But I do think that we should, you know, because the thing that I was thinking about with this whole boycotting thing is right now with the non-discrimination ordinance in Helena mm-hmm. and in Bozeman that the Human Rights Network and others are um, pushing forward, mm-hmm. they're out assessing which businesses support equality, which is really great. And I think that we should do that more where we promote those businesses that have stances yeah, I think in that's pro a, equality. That's, that's definitely a better way to go about it rather than boycotting and giving advertising mindset. But I do to think that I do think that we, we should do our own research here. Well, yeah, but instead of boycotting, which gives right. mindshare to the businesses that are being negative, let's, right. let's uh, what would be the opposite word of boycott? Like I'm th- thesaurus.com or something. Pro-cot. Anyway. <laughs> Girl-cot. Girl-cot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're going to girl-cot. I think it's called of, flash bomb or something like uh, that. Cash but, mobbing? Yeah, cash mobbing. Um, but no, it's just, you know, these are the businesses that support equality. Let's go to them. You know, and, and that list should definitely be published and, and be out there. These are people that signed on. Let's go do business with them. Right. And, um, yeah, that's that's what needs to happen because all the businesses should know that the pink dollars um, are just as green as any others. Well, and especially because I think that allies are often looking for things that they can do, mm-hmm. um, and this is something that they can do. You know, using um, 
your economic resources in a way that is in the line with your values is really important. Right. So. Yeah. And the other side complains about boycotting. They're like, well, you're taking money away from these good people. They're not good people. That's the point. That's my money. Exactly. So, got big plans. You're going to be out doing the, obviously, you've got the campaign going on, and then the um, coalition doesn't have you traveling this next week, does it? No. I'm basically um, in Helena for the rest of August. I have one trip to Chicago that I have to do. Mm. But other than that, What's I'm in Chicago? A conference, a national sexual assault conference. Oh, wow. Donna Brazil was one of the speakers. Do you know Donna Brazil? She's a big Democratic strategist. She used to work for President Obama. Mm. Anyways, I'm going to go to that for a few days. But other than that, I'm here. I'm really um, focusing on the campaign, knocking doors. And when I'm not knocking doors or working, I'm trying to enjoy the sunshine. I found a spot on Canyon Ferry Lake that I'm pretty sure nobody else knows about. And I go there and go swimming. It's fun. Do you think there's a spot on Canyon Ferry Lake that nobody else <laughs> No, I'm just about. hoping that nobody else finds it. The uh, last few times when I went there, nobody was there, which is hard to find. Yeah, that's a, the lake is very popular. Speaking Canyon of Ferry. the lake this weekend, though, on Saturday, um, my friends, the Clintons, are having oh, summer camp out at Lakeside. Maybe I'll do that on Saturday. And I will be out there for a bit of that. That's going to be fun. I'm yes. not going to stay the night. No. Because I just, you know, I'm good at drinking. I'm I'm Olympic quality, but staying the night is just too much. Right. So you just need to make sure you have a DD. Yeah. Well, I won't be drinking this weekend because I've got rehearsal and too many other things going on. So I'll probably just be ice teeing it. But I am going to go out there because that'll be fun. Golden Grenade is playing, which is um, a newish band. It's um, not AJ, who's the drummer. Why can't I think of his name? Anyway. Uh, it's one one of the uh, band members of the Clintons has started a new band called Golden Grenade, and their stuff has been going really, really well. Hmm. So they'll be playing. Um, so it's just going Is to be fun. Is it open? Like yeah. you can just go. Right? Yeah, you can just go, and they'll collect your tickets, and you can have a good time. So I'm going to go out for that on Saturday and. Oh, you have to have tickets. Sunday. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you well, you have to pay when you get out there. There's oh. a cover. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and then they have. Um, I went years back. 30 camping year spots. Or something. Yeah. Um, so it'll be fun. Right. Well, they're a great band. I like to support locals. And a couple of my friends that are friends of the band are coming in for the weekend, so that'll be fun. And then Sunday I have rehearsal, so this whole thing is going to be crazy. But Friday night, going to Hairspray. go see Hairspray. You're coming with? I'm going with you. I think everybody should go see Hairspray. And I and realize the show, fun. you know, it's, we're, it's what? 10, 15 now, so the show's about to end, and we'll post it up, and it'll hopefully be up before noon, but when you listen to the show, if it is already past Friday and you haven't gone to see Hairspray, well then, my friend, just go get a bottle of Aquanet and shoot it up your nose. (laughs) The same effect. So is it only playing this weekend? No, it's, um, I think it's three weekends, actually. Okay. Uh, I'm not positive, but don't miss it. Absolutely don't miss it. Especially if you've never actually seen it. If you've seen the movie, you kind of know what's going on, and, um... It, it is. It's very funny, and it, but it's talking about racism and, and integration in Maryland in Absolutely. the '60s. Um, and it's what, got great music and dancing, and yeah. And the people that are in it, the cast that's in it, is uh, filled with some amazing people. A lot, there's a lot of people that I don't know, but the ones that I do are just phenomenal. 
So I'm really looking forward to it, and it should be. And awesome. people need to go because don't complain about Helena being lame and then not go to the things that come that exactly would and, make it less lame. And the whole thing is, is that you know, like Helena has always had a really vibrant art scene and a really vibrant sports scene, and right. you know, you're talking about a town of what twenty eight, thirty two thousand, something like that, mm-hmm. that has a regional theater that's phenomenal, a symphony that used to be. Um, a bunch of uh, choirs, uh, high school groups, and right. um, local bands that are just great. And if you don't go and do the things that are out there, those things will eventually go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so go do them. Uh, and um, yeah, that's there it. You, there you have it. All right, people. So our show is. Um, oh, Kevin over. and Kelson, this ends well. Yeah. yeah. Check us out. Spread the word. And uh, have we'll a great week. We're doing this every week. Every Thursday. Session's going to be interesting. All right. Bye, all. Bye.